I think I can sum up the show for you with one word. Nothing. And now, giving you access to the locker rooms and the minds of the independent scene, here are the curtain jerkers of pro wrestling podcasting. Mike Crockett. Actually, I prefer to be called Maestro. And the kingpin, Brian Malonis. He's the win, and nobody beats him. This is the wrestling podcast about nothing on the New Age Insiders Network. Welcome to the wrestling podcast about nothing on the NAI Network, episode 64, presented by BDARadio.com. There are so many wrestling podcasts out there covering every facet of the business. So we went to BDA Radio and said we had a different idea for a podcast. Everybody's doing something. We'll do nothing. They said, what's wrestling podcast about? We said nothing. And thankfully they said, we think we have something here. So here we are. My name is Mike Crockett. I'm a longtime independent wrestling referee in the Northeast, currently on an extended hiatus from the ring. And joining me as always is a veteran of the New England Independent Matt Wars, the irresistible force, the immovable object. He's solo no mo, the kingpin, Brian Malonis. And say, is it really joining you as always or joining you when you decide to show up for work? <laughs> yeah, last week, the kingpin went on his own. Did it all. Did it all by himself. All by his onesies. <laughs> and he did quite well, sir, if I may say. And Mike is wearing a onesie, so. <laughs> it's really comfortable. Look <laughs> at the feet in it and everything. I like it. Um, so, yeah, you really... Um, oh, You really uh, did very well. Your first time uh, talking oh. <sighs> on your by yourself on the uh, wrestling podcast about <sighs> nothing. So uh, congratulations. And you make it fun of me, Mike, because I had to drink water because <laughs> I had to talk with no break for approximately an hour. <laughs> yes, I make it fun of you for that. <laughs> what, you couldn't edit that out? <laughs> no, no, I sent it to Neville. Neville was supposed to take care of that stuff. Our friend Bill Neville. Yes, thanks very much to uh, to the one and only Bill Neville, the producer extraordinaire of the New Age Insiders, for helping us out and getting that podcast together and out. Extraordinaire. <laughs> <laughs> getting that out on Monday. I really appreciate his help there. And yeah, so I am back. Thank you very much for holding down the fort, sir. I returned Thursday on BDA Radio. Uh, so you can go back to our own feed, the wrestling podcast about nothing feed, and listen to us talk about our favorite wrestling factions. That's what we did last Thursday. So you can go back and check that out. But that was Thursday. Today on the wrestling podcast about nothing on the NAI Network, we've got your promo about nothing and a whole lot more. But first, let's take care of some unfinished business, Kingpin. Two weeks ago on this podcast, I wanted to give away a DVD. Yes. Super Kick Party Part 2, the new Young Bucks DVD from Ring of Honor. Matches from 2014 to 2016. I said if you shared the tweet on Twitter with the podcast, episode 62, that I would put them all into a hat. We pick out a winner and send them the Super Kick Party Part 2 DVD. Prior to us going on the air, Brian, I selected that winner. And that person is the lone wolf, Greg Myron, or Mirren, 
He is the winner of the Super Kick Party Part 2 DVD. I will contact you, Greg, or you can contact me, a DM, on the at the WPAN account, and we will square up with you and get you your Super Kick Party Part 2 Young Bucks DVD. Thank you very much for everyone who participated. And uh, yeah, another great gift from the folks here at the Wrestling Podcast about nothing. And for the first time, it's not going to cost me any money. <laughs> <laughs> that is the reason for celebration. Another reason for celebration, Brian, is our guest today. All right, we are joined today by a good friend to the wrestling podcast about nothing, or to me anyway, Brian. Uh, he is a guest co-host this week on the 605 Super Podcast, so we figured four hours of him just wasn't enough. Uh, I mean, geez, when you consider the two shows on his own uh, podcast feed, the Smoky Mountain Wrestling Recap Show, and the flagship podcast on the Booking the Territory Pro Wrestling Podcast feed. Uh, I mean, it's a full day's worth of content from uh, this man. He's a former wrestler, a lover of Southern wrestling, in fact, the winner of the WPAN's Uncivil War. This is Mike Mills. Hello, Mike. What's up, Crockett? It's good to be here. How are you, sir? I'm good. You know, I figured I pissed off all of the Northeast last time I was on, so I figured I'd come back and piss them off some more. You know, I, I got so much hate mail. I had people telling me, well, somebody tell that southern fucking hillbilly that the AWA is not in the south. No shit, asshole. I know that. Um, I just had to get that out. And then, um, you know, <laughs> Malone has had all these little freaking cronies contacting me on Twitter uh, Brian Malone is one. That 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 idiot doesn't know what he's talking about. All his little friends. I, I emphasize little when I say that. But I'm good. How are you, Crockett? <laughs> it's very good to have you here. Uh, you're all fired up. Uh, we're recording early Saturday morning, and and you're uh, you're on edge already. Oh no, I'm never on edge. I'm just here to have a good time, poke some fun at Malonis, you know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, thank God for that. Uh, yeah, if you want to go back and listen to the Uncivil War North versus South episode, it's episode 44 of this podcast. It is now in the NAI Network archives, and that's on the Wrestling Podcast About Nothing feed, our original feed. So you go back, check out the archives, episode 44 for the Uncivil War. You can see what uh, some are calling a trouncing. Some are saying that Mike Mills did the trouncing, and some are saying that uh, Brian Malonis did the trouncing when it comes to the North versus South old school wrestling debate. Brian, how did you feel about it afterwards? Oh, Mike, you know, I haven't had time to even think about it. I've been too busy, you know, filming national TV programs <laughs> and whatnot, being a, being a wrestling superstar. <laughs> so full of shit. <laughs> Both you fellas sit back on your on your asses on Fridays and Saturday nights, and, you know, you guys like watching wrestling on TV while... I participate, so keep up keep up the good work, fellas. Smug northeastern attitude. I wouldn't expect anything <laughs> less. Jeez, who's the heel in this thing? Jesus, it's all shades of gray here on the wrestling podcast. <laughs> I ought to retract my uh, my nice statements about him that I put in the uh, PW Torch Ring of Honor column a few months back. Well, a nice uh, plug you snuck in there for. Uh, well, your... I mean, you know, I, I, I can be impar. I mean, I, I can be fair when it comes down to it, but. You know, I'll leave it at that. I guess that's why uh, Josh DeGuz Woods beat you in the tournament. So, bada bing. Oh. <laughs> hey, hey, Mike. Wrestling's fake, buddy. No, it's not. It's still, re still real of me. They treated it real in the South, not like that hokey horse shit up in North. Well, that's because that's because the IQs are, uh, <laughs> are 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 pretty low below the Mason Dixon line. <laughs> <laughs> Found it in a Cracker Jack box. What a lame joke. 
<laughs> oh my goodness, gentlemen. Uh, so yeah, I don't think Mike is sitting on his couch. He's busy at his computer pumping out podcasts. <laughs> I try. I try. Yeah, it's been busy. Uh, Crockett can't even commit to two a week. Yeah, what, what the hell mean? was that, man? You freaking pulled a no-show last week. You know, I will say this. <laughs> I told Malonis, very impressed going solo, because that is not an easy gig to do, and I really don't know how he did it. I wouldn't have even attempted it. It just would have been like, you know what, screw this. We're we're just not having one this week. So since Crockett wanted the no-show, we'll catch you on the downslope on Monday, buddy. <laughs> I just wanted to show Michael uh, how little his presence is actually needed. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Oh my That's goodness. Uh, well, I'll send all this audio to you afterwards, Brian, for you to uh, piece together and uh, edit so we can have a nice podcast from under like, here. Don't okay? worry, I got friends. I got friends. He sure does have <laughs> friends. All his little buddies that like to tweet at me because they're upset at me eviscerating him when it came to the Uncivil War. All his little friends up north, all of them. Whatever helps you sleep better at night, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Brian Fury, I'm making an appearance. What are you going to do about it? You going to one up me next week? <laughs> Chad, throw it out there. <laughs> He's going to be sending me a private message really soon. I think. <laughs> don't let him. Don't let him piss Fury off too bad. Uh, if if I abruptly have to uh, exit as co-host, you're going to need another Brian Michael Crockett. So. <laughs> I actually liked Fury on the uh, on the show when he stepped in as co-host a couple weeks back. He, was, he did a good job, and he's a smart man. He realizes that the Attitude Era was. Not that great. So I'm a Fury. I like Fury just based on that. He he calls it like it is. You guys and I don't all... want to hear it, Malonis. I don't want to hear <laughs> that Fury is a well-known contrarian. Don't say that about your friend. He's just a realist. I feel like I feel like the three of you could have a podcast together. Just three bitter ex um, contributors to the uh, pro wrestling business. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not bitter at all, Brian. Not bitter at all. <laughs> Well, uh, Mike Mills, your thing is kind of old school wrestling, as we've kind of gotten into here. How do you feel about the current wrestling product out there, WWE specifically? The only, I guess, attachment that I have to the current stuff is that I have people that tweet me about certain things in the current product. So that that's the only thing that helps me, I don't want to say helps me, but actually gets me to actually go to my computer, pull up Hulu, and watch some of the things that are happening. now. That and Sasha Banks clips. Come on, Malonis. I'm a mar- I'm a married man. I mean, seriously. No. <laughs> so, I, but I will say this. Uh, I'm intrigued. You know, we, we're recording this before Great Balls of Fire, which is the dumbest fucking name you can give a pay-per-view. But that's neither here nor there. Oh, Vince McMahon loves it, though. It's so funny. Well, he loves his balls, doesn't he? he yeah, sure okay. does. Um, grapefruits. Oh, he's got grapefruits. Oh please, with the Vince impressions. I, I've uh, that's never mind. So um, yeah, I'm intrigued. You know, I mean, <laughs> Sasha and Alexa. I mean, who can't get into that? You gotta be dead and without a pulse if you don't want to see that. And you're a man. Let me just put that out there. Not because they're attractive women there, but they're great wrestlers. They're really good at what they do. So I'm intrigued. But I mean, yeah, I just can't commit five hours a week of my time to their stuff because the problem is if you really get down to it you can probably fast forward through a good say three hours of it easily three and a half hours of it and not miss anything is my point right and i mean eight hours of it this week with the great balls of fire pay-per-view it's 
It's right. a full day's work. So yeah, in that vein, I kind of have a confession to make here, which may be a bad idea seeing as we're kind of on the NAI network. If you've been paying attention, we haven't really talked about WWE much at all the past couple months. I mean, it's basically because I can't speak for Brian really, but I have hit that point. I've hit the oversaturation point. I've I mean, we've talked about the number of hours it takes to keep up with the product. I mean, almost every other week, it's eight hours. And I know you've done that many hours of audio this week alone, Mike, so you might want to be careful. <laughs> but uh, I'll admit right now, I, I can't keep up. You talked about the Great Balls of Fire pay-per-view, Mike. Uh, that will be over by the time this podcast comes out. I mean, I expect to sit there on the couch for three hours on Sunday, three hours Monday, and two more on Tuesday. I mean, I love wrestling. I mean, since I was 13, but I just can't dedicate eight hours of my life to keeping up with it. I mean, it's not to bury today's product. There's some great stuff. I think the wrestling bell to bell may be the best it's ever been in history. And Mike, you might dispute that, but I mean, bell to bell, the stuff people can do today is absolutely amazing and brian you and i have friends that are doing well making money uh, it's it's just too much i mean brian how do you feel about what's going on today with wwe yeah i mike it's just too much to to really keep up with um you know forget for a second whether you think it's good bad or you're indifferent towards it just it can be the best thing in the world and just having to spend that much t- i mean Unless you're somebody with with nothing else going on in your life, you know, maybe you're a single fella with a with a part time job, perhaps perhaps living in, in your parents' basement. I don't I don't know. Like if you don't get a lot else going on in your life, then I don't know. Even then, maybe you can keep up with it. But if you're just kind of a regular Joe with with a significant other or kids or a full time job or any, any and you wanted to have any other outside interest besides watching WWE programming. It's impossible. You can't do it. It's too many. It's too many damn. It's too many hours. Like, okay, here's the thing. Malonis and I both have kids. Once you become a father, and you got a wife, man, your time is very limited. Any free time that you have is very becomes very limited. Therefore, Sunday pay per views a lot of times are not that bad because. I'm generally not going to be anywhere on a Sunday night. Just me personally, my schedule, because I got to work early on Monday morning. Therefore, I'm going to be home. So to commit the three hours on a Sunday night is is usually not a big deal for me. I would imagine it's similar to some other people, unless you're you know working the Indies and you got a show on a Sunday night, something like that. I'm I'm just talking about a nine to fiver, wife and kids. Yeah, you can commit to Sunday night, but to be able to then, like Malona says, turn around. And then throw three hours at it on Monday, two hours at it on Tuesday. And we're not even talking about NXT. We're not even talking about dedicating time to impact or, or whatnot. It's just, a, it's an impossible task. You can't, you can't do it. And I know we're in the day and age of DVRs where you can, you know, fast forward through a lot of stuff, but even then it's still a commitment to try to just sit down and get through it all. I tend to try to keep up with the highlights of what's going on, but even beyond that, there's been weeks in the last few months where I have not seen a second of it, and my life is just grand, you know, because of it. I, I'm not missing anything. And like Malona said, even if it's great, you still, it's just a time factor. It's the commitment of it. I, I just don't have that. I can't do it. 
it's a, I, I can catch it the next time. You know, it's a, it's that instead of something being can't miss, it's like, well, I, you know, I'll catch it tomorrow night. I'll catch it the next night, or I'll see it next week. You know, <laughs> like it's just there's so many opportunities. Or it's I don't have to watch it live. I'll just go watch it on the network or Hulu or you know whatever. There's I mean, I mean, there's just no shortage of ways to find their content and access it, and if it, and there, it's in such abundance that you can you can go and watch it really anytime you want, and you can just there's no, oh my god, if I don't see this live, uh, you know, when am I going to get a chance to see this again? And I got to reiterate too, like Malona said, it ain't the talent. The talent there and the wrestling there is is actually probably as good as it's ever been. I mean, they are stacked. The, the WWE roster is stacked. It's not can't miss TV, but they're stacked. I mean, the talent is incredible. Yeah, I mean, you talked about Brian just seeing highlights and stuff like that. You can find the clips on YouTube. I mean, I didn't see the last um, SmackDown pay per view. What was it called? <laughs> I don't really remember at this point. Money was it bank. Money in the Bank? Yeah. yeah. And I, you know, I heard after the fact that a uh, guy from New England, Mike Bennett, now Mike Canellis, made his debut with Maria. How'd you hear about it, Mike? I didn't see it anywhere on like social media or anything. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see all the self-congratulatory posts on, <laughs> on Facebook of everyone who's ever worked with Mike. But uh, yeah, uh, I just look, went on YouTube and found a clip of them making their debut. Uh, and it, said it was a debut promo, but that's that's where I saw it. I mean, I didn't see one second of the Money in the Bank pay-per-view. I'll admit right now. I, I'll admit that my network subscription has lapsed and I haven't renewed it. So I I don't have the WWE network right now and I'm not really missing it in my life at this point. I, it's just like you guys have said like we've all said too much of a time commitment to to keep up with it. So um so you pretty much just watch no wrestling at this point at all? No, I I watched um I watched some of the New Japan the uh, I was just because oh, some G1 of it because your your whole narrative here is it's too much to keep up with. But if you're not even making an effort to watch anything, that's that's a different narrative, Michael. No, no, no. I'm I'm watching stuff. I'm watching stuff. I'm just the WWE <laughs> stuff is not. It's not working for me. It's it's just too much. Uh, but if we're talking about time and commitment, and we're talking about eight hours is too much a week, five hours is too much a week. Where can we get the most bang for our buck? Uh, what's a low risk, high reward alternative to this weekly grind of the WWE? I know we've talked about Brian, and you talked about specifically Ring of Honor. I know Brian, you can't talk about them objectively because you work for them and you're trying to get a contract with them. <laughs> but uh, but Mike Mills. Uh, the current Ring of Honor product, I know you watch it each week because you talk about it on the PWTorch.com website as you were able to slide in there a few minutes ago. Your thoughts on Ring of Honor as an alternative to WWE every week? Oh, well, okay. So I know you guys have friends there. And um, so I, I need to make that statement before I even start. <laughs> so, uh, And I only say that not not to criticize. Uh, it's actually to, to tell them kudos because it's the only current product that i actually do watch consistently every single week and i enjoy it i don't hate it there's things about ring of honor that is not my favorite i was talking to ian riccaboni who's going to be on my show this coming week parts one and two on july 13th and july 20th and one of the things we talked about was uh you know, we talked about the Young Bucks. They're not my favorite act. Uh, I I respect their hustle 100%, though. They went out there, and, and they have earned it, and they are selling T-shirts. Um, it's just that, like, 
that's the one thing about Ring of Honor I don't like. Um, but I don't mean that in a bad way is when I say that. And I, I point that out because just because you don't like something about a current product doesn't mean you can't watch the whole thing. Now, the other part about Ring of Honor that is exceptional is the fact that it's one hour a week. It's easy to get through. It's very damn entertaining. I mean, it's I, at least I find it is. The talent there is really, really good. I wish sometimes the, the TV would be a little bit better as far as episodic programming, but I still think it's a great product. It's, again, you can watch it in an hour and not feel like you just freaking spent an entire day watching a wrestling program. And they got guys like Silas Young, Beer City Bruiser, freaking Jay Lethal, the Briscoes. I mean, they, they go even though I said the Young Bucks, I, there's times I do like their matches. I just don't like the 40 super kicks. I was telling that to Ian Riccoboni last week. I'm like, Chris Adams used to throw one super kick and knock your freaking head off. I got to see 40 when I sit through their matches. So no disrespect to them. It's just, just not my cup of tea, the 40 super kicks. But anyway, their product is good and I, I enjoy it. It's one hour. If you take out the commercials, and you're watching it on your DVR, because a lot of times I do have to do that later in the day when it airs on a Saturday in my area, I can get through it in like 45, 50 minutes. And it's good. It's entertaining. Good matches. Damn good talent all around. I don't... I Sometimes I just wish, like, WWE would take note of things like that. And uh, I get... A, I, sometimes people don't agree with me when I say good things about Ring of Honor, because... You know, they don't have, I guess, that uh, same time slot like uh, Impact does or WWE like on cable every single week. So I guess that, you know, ruins it for some people. But for me, I'm like, you know, I kind of stay away from the spoilers with Ring of Honor and, and it doesn't I'm not really spoiled by a lot of things. So uh, when it comes to them, I, so I, I I enjoy their stuff. I enjoy their product. Malonis, I, I don't like you a lot of times, but I, I hope you land on with them in a, in a consistent role and get a contract. I really do. And Kingpin, what do you not like about Ring of Honor? <laughs> I love everything, Michael. I think it's <laughs> <laughs> No, I know Brian that you I mean you've been around obviously the the locker room and the guys and I mean if you look at what's happened in WWE the past few years, all those guys came from Ring of Honor and Ring of Honor is like a treasure trove of talent that I mean, is going to be in a ring of honor and then could move on to bigger and better things because they have that level of talent there in ring of honor consistently. And uh, I mean, it's a great alternative to WWE. And I'm sure you agree, Brian. I, I agree wholeheartedly. I can, uh, <laughs> I, can I, I can sign off on that, Mike. There you go. And that's all you have to say about that. <laughs> you can't. So what about... What about, um, Brian, you talked about it last week on the Solo Podcast. New Japan Pro Wrestling, they've broken into the U.S. market. I hear they're going to be setting up an office. I know a friend of ours, uh, George Carroll, is heavily involved with the movement of New Japan in the United States. Brian, you were very impressed with uh, last week's show. What do you think we're seeing for New Japan in the future? And will it be a consistent alternative to WWE? Well, yeah, I mean, I think one thing that is good is that they are, I, I really thought they were going to try to rush into the marketplace and uh, after the G1 specials last week, and, you know, I thought it was going to be full court press immediately, but it looks like they're really, you know, trying to get all their ducks in a row before really attacking it, and I think that's great. The big things I'd like to see out of them is, you know, like last week, obviously, was, and then this week, again, is fresh content, as fresh as far as it's essentially first-run content where a lot of the stuff they show on Access typically are, 
there, there's stuff that, and it's gotten much better. It's much more timely at this point. Yeah, what they've done, I think, is they, they've caught themselves up leading up to the live show. They were like a year behind at one point, but they've quickly kind of caught themselves up to now where they're current with what's going on in, in New Japan. Yeah, I, th- I think, yeah, it's getting closer. But I think, you know, I'd obviously like to see them produce a show that's specifically for, you know, the United States market on a weekly basis. I'd like to see them get on a more relevant uh television platform than than access tv so mike were you able to see uh any of the new japan show last week yeah i saw i saw most of it i started dozing off and this is no disrespect to the main event i just was exhausted from that day the cody match i dozed off on it. i had to go back and watch it but it lasted longer than the kingpin he fell asleep during the uh kenny omega match <laughs> i woke back up for the main event though <laughs> i was gonna um i was gonna say to me uh Michael Elgin was incredible in that match. I, I thought so. I mean, I enjoyed it. I uh, I don't know if I enjoyed the commentary uh, so much. Uh, God bless JR. I, I know he's going through a lot lately. I thought he seems to be missing a step these days. I, I, th- I honestly felt like the commentary team on that was just strictly lack of preparation. I, I was the same way talking about it on, on the podcast last week, the commentary. just They just seemed unfamiliar with the guys unfamiliar with the stories unfamiliar with pretty much you know everything and uh yeah i I think there was some some, just some lack of some lack of preparation um there um yeah it's too bad uh, because i think it did take away from the presentation a little bit having commentators who really didn't know what the hell they were talking about when it came to the individual guys i agree but the show was the show was good. I want I, I need to put that out there. I, I really enjoyed the show. I I don't I wouldn't want to. That's a large time block that they had. What was it like four hours, Crockett? I think it was three. Yeah, eight to midnight. Okay, um, that's four hours, Crockett. Okay. <laughs> Math. <laughs> no, no, that's what I'm asking. I was just, I'm not sure. Um, I say all that to say, like I, I think that was good for like a one time. I I would want them to do a one hour. Just like Ring of Honor, because again, that's what my appeal is to Ring of Honor. Not only good wrestling, but it's only an hour, and it doesn't. It's not a struggle to get through weekly. Uh, I, I would rather see that, but uh, thoroughly entertained. I thought it was real good from top to bottom. I wasn't a fan of like the multi-person matches. It's just not my thing. But you got you know four and four and five on five type stuff. But the you know, of course, people are gonna think say I'm kissing up only because I've had Hanson on my show. But I thought War Machine was great as always. I really enjoyed that, and um, you know that I gotta say it again, Michael Elgin. Oh my goodness, that was a that was a fantastic match. I thought that was awesome. So I enjoyed. I, I liked it. I agree. The presentation wise, I want to see a consistent like consistent time slot and then current product each and every week. Yeah, I'm not quite sure where they're going with that. I know they're airing um, day two of the G1 special. Uh, well, it's already aired as of uh, recording this uh, last Friday night. But I'm not sure what their plan is going forward uh, with weekly television, but uh, we'll have to keep an eye out on that, definitely on Access TV and what's going on with New Japan Pro Wrestling in terms of this being an alternative. But uh, what about, you mentioned it, Mike Mills, NXT. It's a one-hour commitment a week to follow NXT on the WWE Network. Obviously, I can't right now because I don't have a subscription. But uh, Mike, do you keep up with NXT at all? Nope. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> i mean it i gotta be honest crockett when i go on a network there's one thing i watch these days maybe Total two. Divas. Uh, it is the old <laughs> saturday night shows 
Screw you, Malonis. I don't know what you just said because you're speaking <laughs> under your breath. He's you're... a total, total divas. <laughs> nah, Sasha's not on there, so I don't really. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I don't want her on there either. I, she, no, no, thank you. Uh, nah, I, I watch Total Divas on E when it's in the current season. I don't, I don't need to go back and watch the. <laughs> You've old already ones. seen those episodes. <laughs> yeah, I've already seen them. My wife makes me watch those. I told y'all that. Yeah, she makes me. That's right, Fury. I heard you make a joke about that on an episode a couple weeks back. She makes me watch them, so I watch them. Um, but then uh, I only watch the Saturday. I watch the old TBS shows on the network along with some Mid South on there. I-, I watch strictly ninety nine percent of the time classic content on the old on the network. I'm not watching anything current when I'm on there. It's the only reason why I have it. The only thing current I watch is on the Sunday nights whenever there's a pay per view. Like you said, there's plenty to watch on the uh, WWE Network if you're kind of disenfranchised with the product that's currently on TV. But NXT is a great way to get that one-hour fix each and every week. And I think going forward, we had uh, Bobby Fish make his debut at the last TV tapings. And that kind of, I mean, signifies to me anyway that the uh, the moratorium on the ROH guys moving on is, is kind of lifting. So I think in the next couple of months, NXT is going to really light up. And I think that's going to end up being appointment viewing going forward, uh, you know, into the late summer and fall. I think NXT is really going to uh, catch on fire and um, really become must-see TV. And Kingpin, I'm not sure you're watching NXT either at this point, right? I am not currently up up to date on it now. <laughs> <laughs> We're like, I'm not trying to crap on everything, and I don't know. I know Malonis isn't either. It's just a time factor. Well, no, yeah, it it really is. It's not it has nothing to do with the with the with the um, content yeah. at all. Like the the quality of the programming. I mean, I honestly couldn't tell you right now uh, if, if SmackDown or NXT are are good or bad. I tend to catch. I tend to catch the first half or so of Raw every week for the most part, uh, and then I go to bed because I'm tired. Um, but yeah, with all my commitments I have in my life on, on a weekly and daily basis, and then most weekends I'm, I'm booked twice, uh, it's just not feasible to keep up to date with, with all the current product. It's, impossi- it's, it's impossible. I don't know how... I, I, I'm going to guess... I'm gonna guess that uh, that unless it's your job to be up to date with all the product in WWE, there are lots of employees and guys on the roster who have no clue what's going on outside of the brand that they're on. That would probably be a good bet. And uh, yeah, let's put a pin in NXT. As I said, we'll probably end up coming back to that uh, later this year. But you mentioned it, Brian. You're booked twice a week on independent shows, and I think going out to an independent wrestling show instead of sitting down on your couch and watching wrestling on TV. That's a great way to fill your kind of wrestling commitments. And I know, Mike, your boy Harper is currently in an independent promotion, Wildcat Sports Entertainment in Louisiana. So I know you have kind of a loose association with an independent group. And of course, I was doing independence for a long time. And I mean, we talked about the in-ring product in WWE, and that trickles all the way down to the independence. Being in the independence right now, I mean, there's amazing things going on in independent wrestling right now. People making livings being independent wrestlers. I know you talked about it this week on the 605 with uh, the great Brian Last, Mike Mills, but independent wrestling is really, it's in a renaissance period right now. It's a totally different world than what it was, you know, 20 years ago. I, I re- and, and that's good for all the independent guys. You know, I, I talk about, uh, you know, I, 
I mean, I made fun of the Young Bucks a second ago, but I want to go back <laughs> to them because, and I, if you remember, though, let's say this. I said I respect them and everything they've done. And the reason I say that is they don't, I don't know their personal finances, but from what I can see with Ring of Honor, and I know Ring of Honor is not technically an independent, or at least I don't think it is in my eyes, they have made a way without needing a WWE contract is my point. They can do well without having to depend on what the WWE can offer them. And I say that because it's not just them across the independents, and I'm sure, uh, Malone, as you know, a bunch of guys that are now earning their own living in professional wrestling just on the independents, and it's because of merchandise and the marketability that you have now due to social media and how you can market yourself. Whereas in the past 20 years ago, there weren't nowhere near as many people making money or making money where they can live off of it on, on the independence that you were dependent upon that WWE contract, hopefully being offered one and then just accepting it. Whereas now you don't have to do that because there's so many other ways to monetize yourself as far as, uh, as far as being an independent professional wrestler. And then independent wrestling right now is just really on fire. I mean, the, the quality out there is probably as good as it's ever been. It's almost like a new age territory system in a way. Not not in the same way as the old territories, but I mean, just, you know, there's there's a, a bunch of new, I guess, satellite organizations around the country that are really doing some good things that are packing the house is what I mean. And Brian, I know uh, you want to uh, talk about how big independent wrestling is these days. You've uh, made, you know, you don't make your living doing independent wrestling, but you make a a nice chunk of change on your weekends to kind of supplement your income. <laughs> I try at least. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's been a really cool thing. I really, I wish I spent the majority of my career in this environment rather than the one I did, but there's much more quality out there. That stigma of, of indie wrestling from the early two thousands is, you know, is largely gone and, and more, I think more people are, aware of the indies it's almost become like this cool like hipster thing almost you know like it's it's bizarre uh, to say the least but uh cool at the same time yeah and uh, if if you're disenfranchised with what's going on on tv just get off your couch i can pretty safely say wherever you are you can look up and find an independent promotion within driving distance go pay you know 10 bucks as little as 10 bucks for a seat and enjoy a great night of wrestling you know it's a great alternative to what's going on these days in the big leagues uh let's go someplace completely different for our next alternative to wwe how about the new netflix series glow the gorgeous ladies of wrestling I think if you're just uh, if you want something completely different, this isn't even you know it's not a wrestling promotion. It's a a TV show, a series about the making of this wrestling promotion. It's not documentary. It is a fictionalized version of the gorgeous ladies of wrestling, how they came to be. And I know I've watched some of them. I know Mike has. I'm not sure about Brian, but uh, this series is. It's very entertaining, and there's a lot of you know Easter eggs when it comes to pro wrestlers showing up in this thing. Uh, I know John Morrison is one. You know Johnny Mundo now in Lucha Underground, but this this series is definitely something. If you're looking for something completely different but still wrestling related, I think put on Netflix and watch the. It's, I think it's like ten episodes of the Glow series. Would you agree with that, Mike? I like it. I mean, I'm only a few episodes in, uh, just time reasons. I haven't watched more, but I, it's it's entertaining. I mean, it's not, if you hear Glow and think 
if you're old enough, because I, I mean we are, to remember like the original Glow. If you're if you hear Glow and you're thinking, oh, it's just that, it's it's not that. I mean, it's actually a, a TV series. The only the only thing, the only reason it's tied to wrestling is because it's called Glow and it's about a a fictionalized uh, portrayal of what Glow was. And that, but it's not really, it's not just wrestling. It's a, it's an actual, it's a TV show with no commercials on Netflix. So I like it. I think it's entertaining. I don't want to let any spoilers out for people who haven't seen it yet, but I'd recommend watching it. I think it's, I think it's entertaining. And the episodes are relatively short. I mean, some of them are barely like 35 minutes or so. So you can, you can probably, if you have time, I don't have this kind of time, but if you have time, you can probably binge watch half of it in one day and then binge watch the other half in another day. Yeah, it'd probably take the place of, you know, like a three or four hour pay-per-view. If instead of watching WrestleMania, you could sit and probably watch <laughs> the entire series. Because, <laughs> yeah, like you said, it's like half-hour episodes just about. Yep. So let's go to Mike Mills. I mean, you, you watch Summer Glow. Let's go to your wheelhouse, Mike. I know every week on Sundays on the Book in the Territory Pro Wrestling Podcast feed, you are watching Smoky Mountain Wrestling and reviewing it on your podcast. I'm sure you would uh, endorse Smoky Mountain Wrestling as a good weekly alternative to what's going on today with the uh, major leagues of professional wrestling. Yeah, it's just old school territory style wrestling from Jim Cornette. It's utterly insane at times. I mean, they do some things that are just ridiculous, but it's what territory wrestling was. And I mean, they weren't technically the last great territory, but I think the almost just about four year run that they had was a really, really good one. And uh, I think it's entertaining. So we dedicate an hour to it about every single week on our show. And it's some really good stuff. There's some of the promos on there. I mean, I sent you some of the sillier ones from like Tim Horner Crockett, but yes. yeah, some of the, they're, they're so bad. They're funny. It, it, and you watch them, but you know, he's just one person there. But, I mean, they got guys like Ron Wright, Dirty White Boy, Tony Anthony, who was T.L. Hopper. Thanks, Vince. You turned him into a plumber. He was a legit heel in Smoky Mountain. <laughs> Good job. That's that northern wrestling, sports entertainment bullshit, Malonis. That's what they do to talented individuals. You know, Tracy Smothers is there. Just, you know, he's on fire in that promotion. Ron Wright's great. His promos, if you've never watched Smoky Mountain, you need to go back and watch Ron Wright. That dude knew how to get nuclear heat in territory-style wrestling. It was really, really good. So, yeah, we, we dedicate an hour to that a week, and it's some good stuff, man. I really enjoy doing it and talking about it. It's just having a conversation with Hopper, Doc, and myself, and we have fun. But it's it's old-school Southern wrestling. I mean, if you like that type of wrestling and you're looking for something new that you probably haven't seen, I recommend checking it out, personally. And yeah, it's great promos. It is simple but effective storytelling week to week, episodically. And I don't think it's the week to week episodes aren't on the WWE Network, right? They just kind of cherry picked certain episodes. Yeah they they only have um they only have like ten episodes up from like ninety four I think at this time. Which actually there are some New Jack promos in the in ninety four that will make your jaw drop on the actual network right now. I mean he. There's a promo with New Jack. Uh, it's in the like July 10th, 94 episode or something or another. And it's when the gangsters make their debut in Smoky Mountain. And New Jack, New Jack literally says, good job, OJ. There's two less of them we, we need to worry about. Uh, New Jack did some crazy stuff in Smoky Mountain. So, I mean, it's insane the stuff that they do in Smoky Mountain wrestling. Uh, I, I really enjoyed it. But uh, So there's a couple of New Jack promos on there. But, yeah, I mean. You know, they're on YouTube. Just search Smoky Mountain Wrestling. You can find a bunch of the episodes there. And that's what we're we're going through. We're going chronologically through them. Good stuff. I mean, like you Crockett. Are the promos are the promos bad? No, except for Tim Horner. 
<laughs> which we had in a promo about nothing recently. Yeah, uh, yeah. Which one did y'all play? The one where he says, uh, "Want to see the fastest gun in the West?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Want to see it again? Again? Yeah. Yeah. And then you know, so because Malonis can't get it through his thick skull, he thinks that's indicative of all Southern wrestling. When it's like, no. I mean, <laughs> if that's the case, I could say any of the shit show gimmicks Vince rolled out that were cartoonists in the '80s and early '90s. I would say that's all sports entertainment, even though it probably is. Uh, but you know, Malone, that's what he does. He he fits it into his narrative all the time. He goes, Yeah, that's it, Southern Wrestling. Look at it. <laughs> so going back and watching old stuff like this, I mean with the internet the way it is, we have access to so much more than we ever did. And like Mike said, you can go on YouTube and search Smoky Mountain Wrestling. You can find each episode week in and week out and just find something that you like and watch it every single week and you can follow along with Mike and uh, Doc and Harper on the Smoky Mountain Wrestling podcast on the Book in the Territory feed. And I, if we're talking about WWE Network, I know you know Smoky Mountain isn't really uh, on there consistently, but I know they've uploaded a ton of the week-to-week Mid-South wrestling shows. I know, Mike, this is what you grew up on, and uh, you were really excited, and, and I, I couldn't understand why you wouldn't uh, send a nice tweet to Triple H and thank him for putting Mid South Wrestling in full uh, years years of of the Mid South Wrestling product for putting that on the WWE Network. Why haven't you thanked Triple H personally? Uh, I have been instructed to not talk about that person. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna leave it at that. But but you were really excited when all this Mid South <laughs> Wrestling stuff went on WWE Network, right? Yeah, the only thing I don't like is they don't have any of the local promos, which makes sense because I guess they don't technically own that footage. And the local promos were really, really exceptional for Mid-South back then with Junkyard Dog and DiBiase. I mean, it really made the show. So a lot of what you see on the network, unfortunately, I'll call it the sanitized version of it. If you start watching it, you'll be like, oh, this is not all that great, but you got to realize back then in 81, 82, 83, Watts was doing something that a lot of people weren't doing. And he was giving away really like what we now would call pay-per-view type matches on regular TV. There were title changes. There were, you know, Junkyard Dog. He, he wasn't always facing an enhancement talent. He he would actually wrestle DiBiase. And so you would have these big time matches on just your, you know, regional TV on your, on your programming. You didn't have to go to the arena. So like he did that when I know a lot of other places were giving you a lot of enhancement talents because they wanted you to be in the building. And uh, so that, that's the thing that you should realize about it. When you go back and watch mid South, the commentary until JR gets there is probably not the, the greatest. And again, they the local promos aren't, aren't on there but i was excited i mean it's good it's good that they loaded it i can't wait for them to load the rest of it speaking of the rest of though they do have all the saturday night shows on there and i think that's not all but from 85 through i think 80 late 85 through maybe 89 i think a lot of the the old wcw saturday night shows are on there and that that those have some old classic rick flair promos and and great stuff from the tbs studio i don't know how much of that you've watched crockett but there's some really really good stuff there and we walk through that too with all the great promos because they're 
you know, I mean, they're, they're, you know, everybody thinks about Ric Flair, the, the catchphrases, the, the, the kiss stealing, wheeling, dealing. But, man, Ric Flair and those old Saturday nights, every single week, he's cutting a gym, Arn's cutting a gym, you know, Cornette's cutting gyms. Just things that you don't think of that, you know, never made the, I guess, uh, what do they call them, catchphrases later on. But there's some, there's some really, really entertaining stuff on those old Saturday nights. You know, you know Malone, it's Southern wrestling, man. <laughs> you know you love it. Just admit it. <laughs> and as you're as you're mentioning there, you're um doing on your Thursday show on the flagship show. You're reviewing the old World Championship Wrestling shows and with the promos. You talk about the show and you play the promos. So it's a you know it's a great listen every single Thursday on the Book in the Territory Pro Wrestling podcast feed. And speaking of podcasts about promotions, we just talked about Mid South Wrestling. And it was announced on the 605 podcast this week, which you're a co-host, so go check that out with the great Brian Last. You will be hosting a show with with Brian uh, reviewing Mid-South Wrestling from the beginning. Is that correct? Yeah, we're supposed to start in August of this year. So, um, you know, this is aired, what, on July the 10th? Uh, It's going to be starting soon. We haven't recorded any episodes yet, but we are launching it it's going to be on uh brian's arcadian vanguard network and most people know the great brian last is jim Cornette's co-host on the jim Cornette experience and the drive-through so we're starting a mid-south review show it's going to be a little different it's hard to explain without actually uh you know having an, an episode to point to yet it'll be a little different than the smoky mountain show that we're doing though uh it, it is it is going to be a weekly walkthrough but we, we got some things planned where it's not going to be like an exact replica of what we do with the smoky mountain wrestling recap so just uh keep that in mind but uh Hopefully you all will check it out, and uh, as soon as there's a feed, I can plug it. For now, just stay tuned on tinyurl.com slash bttpod, or search Book in the Territory wherever you get your podcast from. You can get our episodes there, and I am going to obviously keep people up to date if they are interested in listening to one of the greater territories that there was. Can we get Brian Malonis on board right now? He can watch Mid-South Wrestling from the beginning. Brian, will you commit to that right now? Absolutely not. <laughs> Come on! The only thing he'll never mind. I was going to say something really mean. I'm going to keep it to myself. <laughs> Come on, you can let it out. <laughs> no, nah, I'm going to keep it to myself. I, it would be very inappropriate what I'm about to say. So I have to stop keeping quiet. <laughs> All right. Well, I think I'm going to check out Mid South Wrestling. It's uh, we're talking about alternatives. You don't even have the fucking network. <laughs> <laughs> I have to sign up again. Will you? <laughs> See, Mike Mills just sold another WWE Network subscription, so I'm contributing to the machine thanks to Mike Mills. Let me tell you, let me tell you something about about the network. WWE needs to be like sending freaking gift cards to I will call legitimate podcasters who actually have a, a an audience. They they ought to be like they just offering free subs to certain people because you can't tell me. Shows like Bruce Pritchard, Tony Schiavone aren't driving people to the network to sign up. <laughs> they definitely drive them to the network because I find myself almost every week going back and at least watching part of whatever they cover. <laughs> right. Because it's the only way to generally access it all. So I I think we've we've well hit the saturation point when it comes to podcasting. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's, uh, it's blown up so much now. But they ought to be thanking... They're you know, lucky stars that the that podcasting is blown up the way it has because so much of it, even if it's not the current product, is driven to the classic content that they have. 
You know, old stuff, old pay-per-views, old territory wrestling. I mean, it's all dri- people are being driven to sub there so that while they're listening to these podcasts, they can watch along too with some of the stuff that the podcasters are talking about. And they never even push that stuff on the on the no, uh, commercials or anything don't. like that. They never push the old they stuff. Don't. It's all about the current stuff, which you know, I would love to be a fly on the wall to look at the metrics of what actually gets a lot of plays on the network. I would love to see the breakdown of the classic stuff versus the the current stuff. I know, like on our podcasts, we when we talk about WWE pay per views, we get in more listens than when we talk about like ROH or New Japan stuff like that. It, it's still the current stuff is still it's still the king, I think. But I, it's we're trying to with this podcast, we're trying to get away from that. We're trying to ch- help change the mentality. I know you are with booking the territory, talking about all the old school stuff. I I think that we have to keep uh you know bringing up all these all these alternatives to what's going on with the WWE just to to open up the marketplace a little bit to make sure everyone uh, everyone's aware of everything else that's going on out there besides WWE. There's a lot more out there. Here's the, here's the thing. Um, if if WWE doesn't, you know, if you don't like what they're presenting current, the best part about wrestling right now is there's something out there. There's, you know, I think um, there's 20 million different flavors of ice cream. Just go find the, the one that you like and whatever else is out there, just whatever. Just leave it alone and Move on. Kind of like what we do, where we don't watch Monday, Mondays and Tuesdays. Maybe we catch clips of it, but other than that, it's, you know, we're, we're not really paying attention to it. And hopefully we've uh, kind of clued everyone in on what else is out there. And Mike, it's been great to have you here once again on the Wrestling Podcast About Nothing. Another appearance in the books on the WPAN. Take that, Brian Fury. <laughs> <laughs> so why don't you... Uh, we got a few more minutes for you to plug all your stuff that you got going on over there on the book in the territory and everywhere else. So thanks once again, Mike Mills. What do you, what do you got for us? Well, this next two weeks, Ian Riccoboni is going to be on talking a little bit about ROH, talking about his journey. Really, really good conversation that I had with him and I enjoyed his time. So uh, good stuff. And uh, let's see, we will continue our uh, WCW Saturday night journey through everything that's on the WWE network. I think right now we're on March the 15th of 86. So we're, we're moving right along. I mean, we, we not only talk about that on the Thursday show, we talk about a number of, you know, classic wrestling topics along with, uh, we, we pull a promo of the week. We do a segment called the crazy Craigslist ad, which, uh, Crockett, what do you think about the crazy Craigslist ads and Harper's reads on them? Kind of crazy. Kind of insane. Yes. He has some wonderful reads uh, with Harper's, uh, melodic tones there. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, so uh, we, we that's non-wrestling related, but we do it because uh, the fans seem to like it. What about the what about the recent couple of top fives you had that were rather uh, racy? Oh, the top five. With well, Bobby Blaze. I mean, yeah, the top five. I don't know if I want to plug that. Okay. Uh, just go listen to the show. <laughs> <laughs> Some of those were insane. Like I, yeah. Let, let's leave those alone. You can find you'll you'll see them when you when you search the show. Um, it, but they had to do with female wrestlers and female personalities in wrestling, or as Harper likes to say, the top females in wrestling he'd like to Harperize, whether it's past, present, or future. <laughs> uh, they, yes, and that was that. But uh, it, we we man, we just want to have fun. We're 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 not a bunch of stiffs. We're not sitting there over analyzing the current product. So we try to bring a little comedy to it all and have a good time. And as much as I. Take a crap on certain things as far as the northern wrestling scene goes. It's nothing personal. It's just uh, it's all in fun. It's it's having a good time, podcasting as a uh, what? Are you, what did you say, Malone? It's a creative outlet. Yes, 
<laughs> yeah. That's all it is. So there you have it. And then, uh, so I don't know. I think I got it all. Follow us on Twitter at BTT underscore podcast. I'm at Mike 504 Saints. Facebook page is facebook.com slash booking the territory. On those, I not only post the shows, but uh, give them a like and follow because I post a lot of, uh, not a lot, but some old classic content that, you know, I've stumbled upon recently along with uh, old photos. Just, just, I try to, I try to do my part as much as I can with the time I have to pay tribute to the olden days as well, not just posting the shows there. So give it a follow and hopefully you'll enjoy. And you're doing a great job and I really want to uh, congratulate you publicly for everything you got going on. Everything's going really great over there on Booking the Territory. And I really appreciate, and I think the Kingpin does as well, having you here on the WPAN this week. Right, Brian? Yeah, thanks, Mike. <laughs> he'll never admit it, he'll, or he'll do it the way he just did. Just tell your little buddies. Just tell all of your little buddies, Malonis. I know I'm in their head. <laughs> <laughs> all right, thank you very much, Mike, for joining us this week. No problem. We would love to have your feedback, folks. Every week we do something called Merv Griffin Time. That's a talkback segment where we interact with you, the listener. So tweet us at the WPAN on Twitter with your take on this week's episode, your thoughts on our discussion. How are you feeling about WWE right now? Are you still in or are you out? And what do you do? If you're not watching WWE right now, what are you watching? Let us know on Twitter at the WPAN. Use the hashtag WPAN and we'll mention you and your tweets later this week because every Thursday it's an all new, all different episode of the wrestling podcast about nothing on BDA radio. You can vote each week on what we discuss at the WPAN on Twitter. Plus, we'll still be doing that dirt sheet shuffle coming up, and uh, we have a lot more surprises on that feed. Also, download past episodes of this podcast just added to the wrestling podcast about nothing feed, the NAI Network archive of our talk about trying to make it in the professional wrestling business. It was our most popular and most personal episode of the wrestling podcast about nothing. That is called the Broken Hearts, Broken Dreams Club. Uh, What else could it be called, Brian? (laughs) Many opportunities wasted. (laughs) Yes. So make sure you listen to us talk about trying to make it, trying to get a contract, trying to make it to the majors of professional wrestling. The Broken Hearts, Broken Dreams Club. Are you you saying the major leagues of professional wrestling? (laughs) Exactly. Uh, So make sure you go and check that out. As I said, our most downloaded episode ever. And you can find it now on the Wrestling Podcast About Nothing feed on your favorite podcast platform. Or you can find it over on BDARadio.com. And also... On the NAI Network, we do voicemails. We want to hear from you. Get your voicemails in. We will play them on the podcast. Call 401-584-9726. That's 401-584-WPAN. No voicemails this week, Brian. I guess everyone just loved their no criticisms to uh, what you did last week here on the podcast. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's it. (laughs) So we really appreciate. We really want to hear from you guys. Call us right now before you forget. Become a part of the Wrestling Podcast About Nothing, 401-584-9726. Okay, Kingpin, time for this week's promo about nothing. But before we get into that, let's talk about our sponsor. People ask me, what do you mean, BDARadio.com? What does the BDA stand for? Bye-bye to the departing Aries? Yes, on Friday, it was announced that Austin Aries was released by WWE. Did he get let go, or did he take a stand and ask to leave? 
Well, BDA Radio stands for the most unique commentary on mixed martial arts and pro wrestling on the internet. They don't break news, they break the news with their wild commentary regarding MMA and wrestling. Head over to BDARadio.com and check out all the latest news on UFC, Bellator, WWE, and much more. Get your fix of MAA and WWE at BDARadio.com, the greatest website that ever lived. Hmm. True? Sure. Thank you very much for your uh, unbridled enthusiasm <laughs> when it comes to our great sponsor at BDARadio.com. Brian, promo about nothing. The year, 1990. And we're back again to the Universal Wrestling Federation, the UWF, Herb Abrams UWF, not to be confused with uh, Mike Mills' buddy Bill Watts. This is the UWF of the early 90s with Herb Abrams, that crazy man. And it's back once again, time for the Captain's Corner. The great Captain Lou Albano is joined by someone that we've heard from before. Last time he was part of a tag team. Now he's going singles. Captain Lou with Wild Thing, Steve Ray. Take a listen to this. <laughs> Take a listen to this craziness on the promo about nothing. Yes, sir, wrestling fans, I'm back again with the Captain's Corner, the big old fat man with the rubber band in his beard, baby. And this week I have a surprise. That's right. I got the wild thing. Come on out here, brother. Now we got a man. Wait, here. wait, wait. You're not the fat man. You're the wild man. Take a look at the rubber band. He's going all the way. He's talking. He's rocking. And he's even got some underwear. Well, 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 wait a minute. Now the man is young. The man's got a little, a few screws loose upstairs. A little bit wild. A little bit crazy. A little bit insane. But I like to have a good time, baby. Because I was out doing the nasty the other night. And I'm going to do the nasty every night. Because Captain Lou, you're the man. From New York, and you know what it's all about, so say it stinking like a Lincoln. Wrestling fans, the man is a capable wrestler, even though we know he's not dealing with a full deck. The wait man is not there. Got an oh, IQ, an IQ of minus seven, but the man wait, is a wrestler. Wait, 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 wait. My, foot, my, foot, my foot's bigger than minus seven now. Come on. Come on. Give me some credit. Oh, yeah. I got another way out of my head. Now, I might be a little bit crazy here, but let me tell you, we're talking about top competition. January night. Yeah. I'm getting... Oh, yeah. I'm so excited. And you know what? You know what? I'm with the best thing that's going today. The man that took a walk on the wild side and can tell Adam and Eve well, how to really well, do well, it right. Well, well, wait, okay, wait, 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 wait. Okay, I've got okay, to say, okay, I've got okay, to say, you're talking it right. Fat. You're talking about January 9th. Ooh. You're talking about being a capable wrestler. But i got to say, any man to come out here wearing panties on his head, baby, it's got to be a little bit wacko upstairs. <laughs> not wacko. Not wacko. No, no, no. No, no you're straight as an arrow. Straight, straight, straight. <laughs> Boom, just like Oh, Tuesday. yeah. You're going to the right place, baby. New York City. Come no. on, man. I you know, party time. Yeah. The big apple and I've got that truck right yeah, here. Yeah. So, ladies, when you're ready to go out and do the wild thing, me and Captain Lou are going to be together doing it all the way. Hey, speaking about being soft, girls, <laughs> is this man got your screws loose? <laughs> come on now. Come on, come on. I'm not soft. I'm not hard. I've been playing hardball. And you know what? We're about out of time. Well, wrestling fans, it's Captain Lou with the Captain's Corner, and this week we had a very odd guest. Here he is. 
Yeah, Brian. <laughs> Is he hard or soft, Mike? I I haven't a clue, but um, <laughs> he was he was. If you if you want to do the wild thing, him and Captain Lou are gonna be doing it together. <laughs> that's a visual, huh? <laughs> I don't. I'm not sure that's what he's going for, but uh, yeah. <laughs> Albano actually looked pissed in the beginning because he kept getting cut off. Yeah, it's they, these guys just don't really have a flow. They don't never really get a flow going. You know what he kind of kind of reminds me of this guy, Steve Steve Ray, kind of like one of the morning DJs. They're trying to be wacky. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yes, he walked into the set with panties on his head, Brian. They're not huh? crazy, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was out doing the nasty last night, and he's doing it every night. So that's great. <laughs> But he's crazy, Mike, and he's wild. Brian, say it sticking like a Lincoln. I don't know what that means. I have no idea. I've never, <laughs> never heard it before, and uh, never will hear it again, I'm sure. Hard to imagine why Steve Ray didn't become a big star in the professional wrestling industry. Uh, yeah, yeah. But somebody's and, uh, that crazy, Mike. You never know what they're going to do. <laughs> this guy's nuts. <laughs> yeah, it's like uh, Crazy Eddie at the used car lot. <laughs> Come on down. These prices are insane. I'm wearing panties on my head. <laughs> <laughs> he's the guy at the party with like the lampshade on his uh, on his head and everything. and just Yeah, yeah you yeah, never know what Steve's going to do when he shows up. <laughs> He's probably just, uh, when he's done with this promo, just kind of sitting down in the corner. He's probably like the most depressed guy and just, <laughs> <laughs> I'm guessing not though, because I, I, I did go to Reddit. I saw something. I, I looked up Wild Things Steve Ray. I'm like, what happened to this guy? What's going on? Where did he come from? Because I don't think he was, I didn't hear anything about him prior to the UWF and I didn't hear anything about him since the UWF. So I found something on Reddit about a match between him and Dr. Death Steve Williams on UWF TV that turned into a shoot uh, somewhat. All right. It's a shoot, brother? <laughs> it is a shoot, brother. And him, uh, Dr. Death, like, bloodied his nose and uh, was uh, really stiff with him. He, at one point, he picks him up and rams him into the corner post on the outside, like, really stiff. And uh, apparently, the rumor is, rumor and innuendo says, Brian, that... Herb Abrams asked Dr. Death to shoot on Steve Ray because between Herb Abrams and Steve Ray, there was a drug deal that went wrong. Sounds about right. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say that after watching this promo, do you, uh, you get that feeling maybe that, yeah, this is 100% accurate? <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's, I, I think it's, it's not that far-fetched. <laughs> yeah, I mean, of course, we have no uh, knowledge of this personally, but... Uh, it doesn't sound like it's uh, that uh, much of a stretch. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't think I don't think you have to go too far to, uh, you know, to to draw that connection. <laughs> He's wild. He's crazy. <laughs> He's the wild thing. And you've heard this promo about nothing. If you want the full picture, and you have to see those panties on his head, see how crazy and kooky this guy is. Find the link to the video in the description of this episode on the NAI network. All right. Uh, now we're going from panties to the highways and byways. You are crisscrossing this great initiative of ours, Kingpin, plying your trade as a professional wrestler. And you got dates? Yes, Mike. This Friday night, I'm returning to Woburn for Chaotic Wrestling. Uh, check out chaoticwrestling.com for all the details on the full card and ticket information. 
The very next night, I'm heading to your old stopping grounds of Western Massachusetts, Chicopee, Mass, to be exact, maximum capacity, Pioneer Valley Pro Wrestling. Find Pioneer Valley Pro Wrestling on all social media platforms for full ticket and card information. Then, Mike, on the 23rd, Sunday, July 23rd, to be exact, I'll be wrestling at Fenway Park, part of, uh, I believe it's the El Mundo Festival. Correct me if I'm wrong there, Mike. So, yeah, the Family Festival at Fenway Park. Yes, and uh, I believe matches start at 2 p.m. Uh, wrestling's free, but you got to buy a ticket to get into the event. Uh, and then on the 30th, Mike, a big one, Beyond Wrestling's American Rana. I know tickets for the evening show have already sold out, so by popular demand, an afternoon show was added. I will be taking part in that afternoon show. Wait, Brian, uh, do we want so, to talk about this? Do we want to talk about what may happen, the confrontation that may take place at the afternoon show of Hurricane Rana? What do you mean? I was recently aware of the fact that filthy Tom Lawler, oh! UFC star, is making his first appearance in a wrestling capacity with Beyond Wrestling. And longtime fans of the wrestling podcast about nothing know about the history of <laughs> Filthy Tom Lawler putting you into a fantasy-booked overweight classic tournament using your original name, Brian Buffet, which you did not take kindly to. So you have never met him face-to-face, correct? I, I have not met Tom Lawler face-to-face, but at American Rana, He's probably going to wish, uh, he's probably going to go running and screaming back to the world of MMA after I confront him, Mike. Wow. So you can, oh, I don't know if you'll see that in front of the crowd. It might be backstage. At, we'll, uh, we'll document it. We'll film it. All right. Thanks. <laughs> something for the, uh, for the YouTube page. We'll get up there like Mike Mills. Something for the kitties. <laughs> something for the kitties. So is that your last booking? You're in Worcester for American Rana? Yes, Mike. That is it for July, buddy. All right, and if you want to book the Kingpin up for more dates in July into August, the fall, he is Brian Malonis at Comcast.net. That's his email for bookings, and you can also DM him on Twitter at Brian Malonis. Check in the boots. Check in the boots. Our friends Chip K. Fabe, referee Tony S. Every Sunday, they're looking back at the history of professional wrestling. You can find them wherever your podcasts are available, iTunes slash Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, all the rest, and the Rundown Wrestling Podcast. Right now, you can listen to the Rundown Sit-Down with Demon Ortiz, a longtime New England wrestling legend. Find that on the feed, and every week, every Thursday, they talk about Raw, SmackDown, pay-per-views, everything going on in the current scene of professional wrestling. Anything that you're not getting here, you can get over on the Rundown Wrestling Podcast with Jason and Adam, and thanks to them for putting us over as they do so well. And speaking of putting over, I have... Uh, started a new Facebook group called Putting Over Podcasts, and I want to get all of our podcasting friends, everyone that listens to podcasts, everyone that does podcasts, I want everyone to join up because there's not one place on Facebook where all podcast wrestling fans can go and talk about podcasts. There are plenty of podcast groups that talk about you know different genres of podcasts. I'm part of one that talks about true crime, but there isn't one specifically for wrestling, so I really want to get that going, and so everyone could talk about their favorite podcasts and share, and hopefully you know everyone can get new listeners through this thing. So look up Putting Over Podcasts. Just put that into the search bar, and that will come up. You can try to join, and I will accept you. And you can be a part of this community that I'm trying to grow here, the Putting Over Podcasts 
on Facebook groups. And uh, go out and seek that, and I'll be sure to add you. And Kingpin, you're a part of it, right? I am indeed. I, I haven't actually commented yet, but I've been I've been monitoring. I've been lurking. Yeah, it's you know it's you know we got like thirty or so people right now. We're just getting it started, and hopefully we'll get more people to join up and to talk about their favorite podcasts. And hopefully everyone will benefit from uh, this new thing going on. Facebook groups are huge these days. I'm a part of a ton of them, and I really hope that uh, people will join this and participate. I get added to like seventeen a week that I remove myself from. <laughs> <laughs> hopefully you didn't remove yourself from mine, right? I did. I did not. No, some of these are uh, quite inappropriate groups that I don't want to be. Anywhere near. So. <laughs> well, this would be appropriate for all ages, all right? Putting over a podcast, look it up, search it on Facebook. And, of course, we hope you listen to the NAI Network all week long. Keep on listening to DC and Doc Talk, the Pipe Bomb with the Cool & Company, Rant with Ant, Late Night Liam, the Town Hall Podcast, Indie Pop, and, I mean, some point, who knows? I won't even mention the name of it. There's another podcast that may be on there as well. There's a new lineup one podcast every day of the week so make sure you keep on listening to the nai network we really appreciate it and we are back on thursday on our own feed the wrestling podcast about nothing on bda radio just search wpan if you haven't uh, already and subscribe to our original feed or you can go to bdaradio.com to find us then join us next monday here on the Wrestling Podcast About Nothing on the NAI Network. It's going to be episode 65. So, till then, he is the Kingpin Brian Malonis. I'm Mike Crockett. Big ups to Mucko. Oh, hold on, Mike. Hold on, Mike. Oh, yes. Hold on. We forgot. What? We were talking about, I was, or I was talking about it on social media. Yes. About Spider-Man. Yes. Did you, Mike Crockett, show up? To see Spider-Man Homecoming with me on Thursday night. Tell, tell the world. Well, um, it was a long day at work. I had uh, a lot of trouble getting out of town. I get out of work a little bit later now. I have a little different route home. Uh, you know, you, you said there was a 7 o'clock show. I got to my apartment at 6.30, and, you know, you're about a half hour away from me up there in uh, New Hampshire. Um it was a long, arduous journey. Um, I wasn't sure I could do it. But yes, Brian, yes, I made it up to Terry, New Hampshire. I watched Spider-Man with you, with a seat buffer between us. <laughs> yes. And then, and then just to make up, make up for the fact that you didn't stand me up on Thursday, you stood me up this past Saturday and for IMAX, so. Yeah, yeah. Hey, thanks for nothing. <laughs>